Introducing Minor Wisdom Quintet. So this week, the week of TETA, I've got Mr. Jason Duga. Jason is one of uh, many theater teachers, obviously, in Fort Bend, but he is a middle school theater teacher, and I believe the first Fort Bend teacher that I've had on. Uh, I've had Philip Taylor, but he doesn't count as a teacher, and he's no longer in Fort Bend, but I believe Jason is the first one. I could be mistaken. I'd have to go back and look, but it's been a long long road so far uh in the upper 30s now with episodes so that's great i appreciate the support i've heard a lot of feedback just like in person and speaking of in person i would love to see all of you at teta that are attending Uh, i will be in the techland booth i'll be they have kind of a sectioned off area that eric is being so generous with me to let me sit in there set up shop and bring you all in to interview you because I want to talk to you. I want to see you. I want to get to know you. Even people that I've already talked to, I want to catch up with you again. Maybe, uh, you know, that's what friends do, right? They talk to each other more than once. Maybe just see how things are going, how things have changed, but also the new people. I want to find out who you are, get some content for the future Minor Wisdom podcasts. So make sure you check me out on the exhibit floor at TETA in the Techland booth. I will also be walking around. I'll be mobile as well, so just look for me. I'll be wearing my purple Minor Wisdom shirt a couple of the days, so make sure that you stop me. Don't be shy. We could maybe even uh, grab a drink or two after uh, we record, maybe even while we record. I don't know. Whatever you're into, but uh, please, again, don't be shy. Thanks for all the support with those people that bought shirts. Uh, That has ended. I might do something again a little later. Uh, But that money will go to the relief in the Bahamas, even though I know we could use it locally here in Houston, Texas, because of the past week. Speaking of the past week, it's been a heck of a week. This past week was my daughter's birthday. She was homesick, and she did not like it. She is the product of two theater teachers, so the last thing she wants to do is sit at home alone and sulk. Uh, She is not a drama queen. Well not a drama queen in that sense but she was very bored and wanted to be around with her friends but she was sick I had a good friend pass away this week too in New Orleans Um, so all of you that listen that know Scott Wilson uh, it's very sad to see somebody his age uh, get traumatized so early and pass away from uh, his his uh, you know medical issues But uh, we will miss you, Scott. I'm glad I got to see you uh, one last time in New Orleans. And, um, you know, people that pass away in their 30s, we clearly know it's way too early. I also had a show open this weekend, uh, and it closed, The Revolutionist. And, you know, that uh, that came and went, first show of the year. We had to cancel our opening night uh, because of Imelda, which put us out of school on Friday. And it was a beautiful, sunny day on Friday. I saw somebody tweet that Houston just juked out all of these school districts because everybody took off. And yes, there were still a lot of high water spots and a lot of people that couldn't get to work and couldn't get to school. But here in Sugarland and Richmond and Rosenberg, it was pretty high and dry. And so we just enjoyed the day off. I built my daughters a trampoline 
You can see that if you're friends with me on Facebook. Uh, very quickly, because I did a time lapse, but I, I built it within 30 seconds. That's true. And it was uh, a lot of fun. So it was nice to be able to hang out with my kids. And uh, today, as I'm recording this, is their birthday party. So wish me luck. Uh, although by the time you hear this, it'll be over. But hopefully I, I survived uh, that little ordeal with having so many kids in my house. Without further ado, here's this week's Groner Joke, as well as my interview again with Mr. Jason Duga. What do you call an angry cow? A cow in a bad mood. So my background, I graduated from LSU in 2010 with a bachelor uh, degree in theater performance. Um, and I uh, did a lot of shows at LSU. Um, I think I did over 16 shows there while I uh, was there for four years. And uh, as, as soon as I graduated, I started working for a, um, a theater for young audiences, Playmakers of Baton Rouge. And uh, I started uh, acting in their shows as sort of like the professional actor, and I got to act with all the kids uh, there. And I started to realize that working with kids while doing the acting thing was was really amazing. It was right. it was uh, it was incredible. And uh, and so I started teaching for them and uh, doing things like stage combat. Um, I, I learned some. Um, puppetry things from from the people there and uh, so I moved to Texas uh, because I did uh, lived in Branson Missouri for six months and I did a show with uh, uh, I only Sight laugh because I know the background of that but anyway continue. yeah uh, Sight and Sound <laughs> Theaters which is a wonderful company um, who I worked with where, uh, for six months and uh, my contract ended with them and uh, so uh, my wife is from Houston, so she was like, hey, Houston's got a great theater scene. I bet you can act there, so heck yeah. And uh, so my wife uh, always wanted to be a teacher, um, and so she knew Houston would be a great place to start that, and then I could do some acting. So I started, uh, the first company I worked for here was uh, Mildred's Umbrella, and I did uh, Pollywog was the first show that I did with them, and I met some really, really cool people. Uh, on that production, and then I just started getting more and more work. Um, I, I worked with uh, Stages Repertory for a little while. I did three shows with them, um, and one of the coolest things to come out of that uh, through meeting people was um, my work at the Alley, and so mm -hmm. I started with uh, the Alley Theater. Mary Sutton uh, has this wonderful program that's called Staging STEM, where we go into elementary schools and we teach STEM subjects, which is, you know, math, science, but we do it with uh, theater games. And so I would go in and work with like second graders, first graders, uh, up to fifth grade. And I did that for three years and we do two week residencies. And I remember I was at Arizona Fleming and uh, I was there by myself. I did a whole residency and it was just me being there as, as the teaching artist and uh, the staff there, and they're of course the Fort Bend ISD school, um, were like, man, you're pretty good at this. And I, and I hadn't thought about it before, because I was just like, I'm gonna be an actor, I'm gonna be on stage forever. 
and uh, and I talked to the principals there, and I talked to the um, I think it was fourth grade the fourth grade team, and they were like, "You should really think about doing this," and uh, and I'd never really thought about it before, and uh, so then that I started taking steps to do that, and then I was lucky enough uh, you decided to have a child. <laughs> and uh, I got to, I got to be the long term sub well, for your I, wife. For, in defense, I didn't decide. My, my <laughs> wife had the child. Uh, I took part, but yeah, was, yeah. I'm not going to get into details. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I was lucky enough to be her long term sub. Yeah. And uh, so that was your first kind of teaching, or like public school teaching yeah. gig. Yeah. Like as a public school teacher, not not as a guest artist. Yeah. Doing the okay. doing the whole grade book thing yeah. and and learning yeah. that side of the job. Um, which was really cool because... Well, because uh, you were with your wife. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Is that what you are about to say? Yeah. 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 I kind of cut you. I finished your sandwich there. That's, that's yeah. okay. Frozen reference. <laughs> um, well, that's... Uh, so, but now you're... And now you're in your third year, right? At yep. the middle school Just level? started third year. Okay. Um, and, uh, but you, your aspirations, fair to say, are kind of to be an elementary, kind of a... Not necessarily elementary theater teacher, but because you seem to enjoy the STEM side of things so much, or the integration of, let's do the basics with theater, yeah. and you're gonna you're gonna unintentionally learn. You're gonna have fun while learning. Yeah. Would you say that that is one of your now passions, or is it still just to do theater? Does that make sense? Yeah, I think um, I would love it if if we had a sort of program, sort of like the alley. The reason that um, I moved on from the alley was wasn't because uh, you know I loved working there and uh, and we parted on really great terms, but I just I felt like I wasn't working enough. Like I wanted right. to teach more and more and more of this, right. uh, more of this stuff. So I would really love a program in the future because elementary, it, those kids like especially my kindergartners and first graders, theater was was life skills class. Right. Like standing in a circle, making eye contact. Um, and then as as we got up to like the fifth grade, we could actually do like real you know performances and things like that. But um, I think that there's a real uh, a niche for it um, because theater uh, theater is everything. So you can literally put math, you can right. put science, you can put anything on it, and uh, and the kids just loved it. I mean, I, and I, we were learning concepts like. Um, like multiplication tables and 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 uh, like the common core math, which is super boring. But when we did it with theater games and we were taught, you know, we'd create wizards and uh, you know make a play up about multiplying, and and the kids just ate it up. And I was like, oh wow, this really does work more than I thought it would. Yeah. Do you, <laughs> did you find when you got into middle school, because in our district, you know, uh, we lack a lot of. We're growing it. We're trying. We're yeah. slowly growing theater in elementary. Uh, and most districts don't have elementary school theater. You know, they might have a, an English teacher that dabbles in it, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But they don't have that person on campus. We've, we've got, what, two schools now, one school now that has uh, that in the elementary system. <coughs> Excuse me. But did you find when you got into middle school that there were basics that these middle school kids didn't know that you were also teaching that kindergartner, that first grader, back. Th does that you know? Yeah. So that it's it's kind of like whoa. We it would really be helpful if we had it in elementary, so that this sixth grader does know how to stand and look at each other in a circle and make eye contact and use their diaphragm and kind of the basic theater things. Did you find that in middle school as well with your theater quote unquote theater kids even? 
Definitely. Um, it, it's really interesting. I would love to see, like, if I could work with a kid, you know, in second grade and then see what the they... progression. Yeah, the progression, yeah. because when we get them in sixth grade, it's... Uh, some of them have, have taken like a summer camp or sure. they've done something at church or, you know, some other extracurricular. And so those are the kids that really, I'm like, okay, so you've had some sort of training before. And then yeah. you have the kids that have just never stood up in front of anyone before. Mm-hmm. They may have given like a, a presentation in fifth grade, you know, mm-hmm. or, or fourth grade where they stand up and uh, do a little speech. But for the most part, I think kids would really benefit, especially that, at that early age, like it's okay to get up and act kind of crazy and, and get out of your chair and, mm-hmm. and, um, do some, do some movement, right? It's, uh, you know, move around and learn rather yeah. than just sit in a desk and give them permission to, yeah. to do that. Yeah. yeah. That was, yeah. that was such a big thing too. Cause teachers would come up to me, um, when I was doing the staging stem stuff and they were like, how do you, how are you okay with them just walking around yeah. the room and, and, and being wild without, and I'm just, it's trust, right? I'm trusting yeah this um, six or seven or eight year old to just be in charge of themselves. Right. And did they, you, they did you have it. a line? Did, like, did you have a, a moment where you, or did you know like where that kind of like, okay, this kid is actually taking advantage of this now <laughs> and uh, acting a little too much out uh, or acting out a little too much? It if would, I spoke English gooder. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was nice being the guest artist because. You're like a grandparent. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was I was the fun person that would show up, and they were like, "Mr. Duke is here," and then yeah. I, you know, I would kind of rile them up. I'm sure that some teachers were probably not so happy with right. me because I would, you know, they would get so excited, then then I have to go and sit back in the desk. Um, there were times where kids would be kind of out of control, and I, you know, the teacher, um, the you know, the classroom teacher right. was was always in there with me, and so she would go over and say, you know, "Hey, come come sit down for a second. And then I I started to learn like the teacher didn't have to do it. And I would say, Hey, you right. know what? You need to take, you need to take like two minutes, but it would never be, I never ever kicked a kid out because right. if I did, you know, two minutes was enough because they were like, Oh I, no, everyone's having too much fun right. playing these games or, or doing this activity. And I, you know, if I'm sitting out for two minutes, I have to get back in. Right. And so that was, that was huge. There's, there's, um, so having a seven year old kid, and I can say seven now because she just had her birthday. Mm-hmm. My wife would be mad when she wasn't seven yet, and I would say seven-year-old. Anyway, I digress. <laughs> um, but having that kid, the biggest thing that I've noticed, even with Eleanor, who's three, almost mm-hmm. three as of Monday, um, they have massive FOMO. Like, even kids have this fear of missing out. Oh, yeah. Like, that age group is so – they're so, like – interested and their intrigue is so high and like so when they do get pulled aside and say hey you're not gonna be able to do this for the next like you said two minutes three four whatever they get that gets them so they get so tense you know they get so upset with that like I've seen my children get more upset over missing out on something than like falling and scraping their knees you know what I mean like like they they cry more because I'm like no you can't do that and they just throw a fit maybe that's something about my parenting I don't know but (laughs) uh but it but that's a but that's a big thing at that age you know that's a good tactic you can't use that with high school kids no you know they're they're like oh I get to sit out (laughs) you've got to sit out for five minutes oh sweet Sweet. you know and can I be on my phone no no oh man (laughs) (laughs) you know but uh yeah so I, I I get that what is um what is something that you 
learn to appreciate with that age group that surprised you? Um, a big thing that, that I really learned, um, and, and Mary, uh, who I learned a lot of this stuff from, really pushed this too, was the theater at that age, they can do it. There's, there's some level, even if, if a child is having trouble in school, if right. the, you know, they're, the, whether behaviorally or academically, um, they can do theater. If that's just, uh, if you have to tell a child to, um, okay, if you can go stand in this circle and stand still for, I don't know, 30 seconds with a smile mm-hmm. on your face, that's acting. They've, yeah. just, they've just acted. And, and you might have a kid that's, that's singing and dancing and wants to be on the spotlight, and you've got another kid that's over here that's just that's terrified or, 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 or doesn't. You can still, like, be excited about that and right. say, oh, my gosh, you did exactly what I told you to do. You did that. And then they can feel good. Like, that wasn't a math problem. That wasn't reading. I just stood where Mr. Duga told me to where to stand and he was happy with that. Right. Because and that's theater. And then and then we can build on that. And then I, I would see the kids that were, you know, having issues. <laughs> um but then I would always be able to get something from them. Right. And I would go home every day and say, you know what, a kid that you know, I was was quiet and he was running around the room and, and didn't want to do anything guess what like today he learned a line and he right. stood up and, and said a line for the first time and everybody was like and teachers are telling me wow he's never stood up in front of you know he won't say anything right. um i've had uh especially in texas when uh, you have a lot of the asl kids um who are afraid to try language um i would have teachers come up to me and say you know so and so has never spoken out loud to me. He he nods or he might say yes or no, but like you got him to say a full sentence. Right. And they can do it. They're completely it's just that fear. <laughs> yeah. Um so that's why I I mean that's I think that's just a huge plus because again at that age their theater is more um just talking to each other. <laughs> what's the what's the difference and you can include middle school and you've even to, to I'll, I'll put you over a little bit. You've done a lot of work with high school kids, too, mm-hmm. because you're brought in as, well, especially here. <laughs> We've brought you in quite a bit because yeah. of the connection. Um, but you, you've worked with other high school kids, I mean, even at our summer camp and all that stuff. So you can use any of these examples. But what's the difference, or any of those kids as examples, what's the difference between permission and fear? So... Does that make does that question make sense? I think so. So okay. you're asking. So like, like you just said, an ESL kid mm-hmm. says a full sentence. Yeah. Is it because they were fearful of doing it, or they've just never kind of been given permission. the reins or yeah. the permission to do it? Yeah. They've never been trusted. I think I think it is a trust issue. I, I haven't noticed it as much with high school kids because, especially with theater, high school kids, especially in Texas, because we we do start them younger. Um, they're they're very excited to sure. tell you about everything, but um, I would say like some of my sixth graders, maybe they don't, when they you know they walk up and I say yeah it's okay like you can talk in my room yeah. you can um, we're gonna sit on the floor and that you know it's it's giving them that permission to kind of have like theater class should have structure but it shouldn't be it should be an elective where yeah. they they can come and and kind of be themselves they're not trapped in this you know this math room because that's how I felt when I was right. when I was in school where I you know I was like uh, theater was my place to just kind of be me right 
Um, so, so yeah, I, I do think a lot of kids, and uh, that can be said for theater, is that it gives kids permission. Like yeah. in my room, you can, you know, as long as it's school appropriate, be yourself. And you're you're from Louisiana, or no? Uh, original. Well, I was born in West Virginia originally, okay. but I've lived in Louisiana the longest, and the theater there is just like not. Yeah. So, uh, and immediately I wanted to ask if you had a mountain mama. Anyway, uh, <laughs> but I do. She's from West Virginia too. <laughs> my dad's from Pennsylvania, okay. so I'm like real oh, Yankee. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so, and I've met them. I think I feel like yeah. Um, so compare because that's where I was getting to is what did you not learn in Louisiana that you wish you had learned and that you do teach and and that could, that is a very general broad question because there's probably a lot um, because there's even a lot for me that I didn't learn in Texas and I teach in Texas right yeah. um, or I didn't learn until I taught it kind of thing because I just I didn't I either was told and I didn't retain or I was never told. And I eventually learned it by reading a textbook and yeah. being like, this is what I'm going to teach my students today. But what's what's like a, a glare? And I don't want to throw Louisiana under the bus, <laughs> but no offense to Louisiana, they're notoriously known for having a bad public education system. Yeah. Um, so is there something that, that was a glaring oversight in your public education in Louisiana that is something you pass on to your kids here in Texas? Um. And I don't have a lot of Louisiana listeners. I, I yeah. don't know. I don't think. <laughs> well, you know, and it, the, the, the crazy thing about living in Louisiana was uh, most of my uh, training, in air quotes, uh, I got from working with a, uh, like, a performing arts academy, like, going. Okay. It was after school stuff right. because theater in, uh, in Gonzales, Louisiana, wasn't really in the schools. It was pretty much non-existent. It was, right. like, uh, an English teacher took it over. Um, we had a different teacher every year <laughs> that I was at that school. Um, so uh, one, of, one of the big habits that I picked up because nobody, everybody was like, oh, you're a good actor because you, uh, I, I had this actor voice. And so every character I was talking like this yeah. and every, you know, just, I would always play the old, older person and the, <laughs> I was the king or whatever. And, uh, and I got trapped in that. And then when I got to LSU, my professors were like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> Stop. You Like, uh, I had a voice teacher who, she was like, what is your name? And I was like, Jason Duga. And I just would, and, and she was, and she was, she kept yelling at me. You're and I was stuck in it. Yeah. And I just, I couldn't get out of it. And uh, John Dennis, who's, uh, was one of my professors there. He was like, you did too much musical theater yeah. in high school. And I said, yeah, I did. Um, but that's that's what I you know that was all that after school with uh, center stage over there and I learned a lot from just watching other kids I didn't right. really um, my director there Larry Sheck Snyder uh, taught me a lot about blocking and, and being on stage and um, we never like put terms to it right um, yeah you knew what the what, yeah. the what it was you just didn't know what yeah. it was called yeah and I think the, the other sort of training I got was when I lived in the Woodlands uh, for middle school through ninth yeah. grade. And okay. so, like, that's when I met David Brumfield, and I took his theater class. Bear, uh, Keith Brumfield. Keith, yes, Keith Brumfield. Keith Brumfield. But, yeah, but that's okay. And uh, he, He's old. He forgets his name, yeah. too. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so I, I met Mr. Brumfield there, and he... And I remember his class, and I remember learning, like, stage directions sure. in that class and things like that. So I got that stuff, and then when I moved to Louisiana, I just I knew that I could 
I had this actor voice that people like to listen to, and then I just like kept going with that. But a little yeah. plug for Keith Brumfield this weekend when this drops, it'll be Sunday. It'll be yeah. Sunday, but um, this weekend, the coming weekend, they're doing Matilda up in the oh, Woodlands. Okay. So Classic Productions. Usually, I would be there, but. I've got this little show going on here as yeah. we record this podcast. <laughs> Sorry, Mr. Brumfield. I I can't believe I forgot your first name. Hey, I have a again. I have a friend, David Brumfield, and he's he knows himself yeah. as Mr. B. Yeah. I don't I don't think he remembers that he's Keith. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, age will do that to you. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> what's your what's your biggest aha moment as a teacher that you can think of? Um, maybe something you didn't know you were going to get into something you didn't expect from the profession uh maybe you just had this kind of like oh kids can do that you know that kind of yeah that kind of thing um got narrowed down to one i i think i think i knew what well when i when i knew i picked the right thing to do because i'd always thought i was going to be an actor Sure. And you still can. Well, yeah. I mean, you still I, do. I still I still do it on the yeah, side, yeah. you know, when I can. But I, it was my first year full time teaching at Garcia, and um, it was you know it's everybody says like first year's the toughest. It's yeah. crazy, and, and it was. I had uh, my class sizes were big, but I you know I still really Getting liked your it. Your sea legs. Yeah. yeah. And uh, and it was rough seas the first yeah. couple months, and um, I came in from Thanksgiving. And we'd been off for a week. And my first period, who ended up, that class, like, drove me nuts by the end of that first year. I had so many wonderful personalities in that yeah. room. But I came back, and they were like, hey, Mr. Duga, did you have a good break? And I said, yeah, I missed you guys. Just thinking of something yeah. nice to say. And then I thought about it. <coughs> and I was like, oh, I really did. I missed them. Yeah. Why? Really? And I just, I kind of stood there for a second. And I was like, oh, I really did miss them. Yep. Whoa. And that kind of blew my mind. Because they're waving their hand in front of you, Mr. Duga? Yeah. Mr. Duga? <laughs> no, it really, it was kind of a moment. And, and, uh, and I just kind of stood there and I was like, I, I really did miss y'all. Yeah. And they looked at me like, we didn't miss you. <laughs> but uh, so that was a cool moment. Yeah. And, uh, and I, I, I'm, I love the middle school age too because they're constantly just surprising me yeah. with stuff. Um, they'll come in and, you know, I'll ask them to try things. The piece that we're working on right now, they're, uh, the way I direct is I'm just like, hey, y'all give me your ideas and let's just go. And they're just constantly saying, ooh, let's try this, yeah. let's try this, let's try this. Give and them I, some ownership. Yeah, and I have to tell them to, st <laughs> yeah. to stop because I'm like, guys, let's try one thing before we try these eight other things. Right. And they just have so many ideas, which is really – and that that's that blows my mind so every day. So, and, and again, because you've kind of done the whole full kindergarten to 12, yeah. you know, you haven't been – fully immersed with K through five and then nine through 12, but you've done enough. Mm -hmm. Is there, um, cause I, I haven't really interviewed a lot of people that have that experience, but so this, the, the, do you, do you see that part of what gives you that surprising or, um, aha moment for the kids is because expectations are lower for a kindergartner compared to a 12th grader? Yeah, I think I think they have. So to. you're more surprised that oh yeah. my gosh, this little five year old, six year old kid just did this. Yeah. Whereas a, a eighteen year old, if they did the same thing, you'd be like, yeah, of course you should. You know, yeah. like yeah. Yeah, I think uh, I think definitely because 
you know, every, everybody can do this. It's, it's right. just varying degrees of, of how well you can, can do it. And yeah. it's great to go to those high school performances and go, holy cow, this kid is, like, yeah. more professional than I ever was. Like, he's, you know, or she's going to be something big. You can see that talent. And then you, you also have the kindergartner that, that stands up in front of everyone and, and gives us a thumb up, thumbs up for the first time, right. maybe not even speak, and I can go, that kid's never done that before in their life, yeah. and they just smiled at an audience, and, like, I'm so proud of that child yeah. for doing that. Um, because, again, and I tell, like, I tell my parents this at Open House, I'm, you know, you should always take a theater class because theater's life. It's everything. Yeah. It's um, We're constantly just doing theater as we live, and if we can hone it and, and do it in a class and then they realize like, Oh, I just did that. I, I performed. Um, I, so I had this conversation a couple of days ago with one of our band teachers and this is, this shows you, it just shows you the kind of, I guess the, the difference between the fine arts teachers. Cause we all fight for the fine arts, right? We oh, all yeah. want every student to take fine arts of some sort. But this teacher said, you know, my, I think that all kids should take music. I said, well, okay, I think all kids should take theater. And, you know, it was like, <laughs> it's like this arm wrestling match, right? Right. And, he, and I said, why do you think all, all kids should take music? They said, well, it teaches you tempo, and it teaches you, like, rhythm, and it teaches you how to be disciplined with, you know, uh, uh, especially in marching band with, with the, the, the blocking. Of, I don't, they, they don't call it blocking, whatever they call it, but they're, they're either. <laughs> yeah, they're, uh, they're, graphing out I don't know I know just know it has to do with dots in a 50 yard line but um but I was thinking yeah okay and theater does that too like have you ever been in a musical and but that's not all theater is it's not just a musical it's also I've got to teach this kid how to wire up a light bulb that's hanging over the stage and now they know how to wire up electrical you know stuff not that I'm recommending that <laughs> they go home and do that right but there are practical things that you're not going to get in music am I saying don't take music classes no but if you want to learn more about life yeah. <laughs> not yeah. not just limit yourself to beats and melodies and tempos um that's and that's kind of what i told him i said that's cute yeah. that you think that <laughs> um and you're, and you're not wrong they should take music yeah. it, it's there's a benefit to it I, I get it but theater includes it all and i know like this podcast is niche to theater teachers so i'm preaching to the choir I just got on a little soapbox but um but it is what it is. Yeah. I want a fun fact. So, because uh, uh, we can wrap up, because one, we've got a show going on, or I've got a show going on, and, <laughs> you know, your wife would probably be mad if she knew you were in here, but maybe not. I don't know. Um, yeah, she'll be, she'll be the first one to listen tomorrow. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but uh, I, I want something fun. So, like, uh, give me uh, something that happened on stage that wasn't supposed to happen um. and, and, how, and how you handled it. Uh, I've got a fun one if you if you need me to, if you need to think about it for a while. I uh, I, I got one. Okay, good. Because uh, I, I tell this to I my. I just like to talk. I tell. <laughs> <laughs> I do too. I do too. Um, I tell this to my kids every year because when we're talking about improv, you sure. know, and they're like, "What? What? What is that?" And I say, uh, or you know, the importance of learning your lines or, or beats or whatever. I was in. I was tenth grade, and I was doing a show with Center Stage, and we did uh, My Fair Lady, and I was Colonel Pickering, which was like my first big role, and. Because I could do a British accent, right. and I was like the only one, and um, and uh, Higgins, the guy that was playing Higgins, uh, feeds Eliza chocolate. And Henry, 
Yeah, Henry. Henry. <laughs> Henry. Um, <laughs> he's feeding her chocolate, and so what he would do is he would take a bite. And so the actor that was um, playing him, his name was Jacob, I remember, he, he, had, he would, like, store it in his cheek and, so and keep speak. talking. Yeah, yeah, so he yeah. could just keep speaking. And one night it started to, like, melt, and it's, he started choking on stage. And... <laughs> couldn't like he, he was just like his his vocal cords got coated and he just uh, you know kept doing yeah. this and so um i just started improvising and and talking through it and uh i didn't do much but the like the backstage crew like they they filled like a teacup with water that look and then we had uh our tech crew was in like made got it and servant yeah. outfits so they costumes, and yeah. so they came out and like gave him a teacup full of water and he got it down and um, the audience applauded because they they knew something was yeah. up, but like we 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 got through it, and the girl that played Eliza was great, and we all just we were like hmm, you know, and we just kept talking, and we had a little conversation, and just kind of let Jacob try to get it down, but uh, <laughs> but I just I remember being like this is over, yeah. but, you know I, <laughs> I I don't know like the universe just kind of exploded yeah. around us, and I was like I don't there's nothing but this moment, and then we got through it, and then it was we were fine. that's funny yeah. Food is 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 the is theater's devil. It's like yeah. it's like <laughs> you know, uh, I, there's so many food stories that you could tell about being in a show that that involves like Miracle Worker, which has a thousand pounds of eggs in in the show. Like it's just uh, like scrambled eggs. It's a there's oh, a no. whole. Se- have you ever seen Miracle Worker? I, I mean, I've seen scenes yeah, from it. It's it's the... it, there's a whole there's a scene where uh, when they uh, when she finally says I forget what she says, but. When, when Helen Keller finally uses her words, her voice, and the, the teacher, the, the, the person that's kind of helping her, they just celebrate and she gets excited and just, they have eggs in front of her and she starts smacking the table <laughs> and the eggs are just flying everywhere. <laughs> but I remember seeing that show at HSPVA and thinking, this could end, this could just be horrible. Like yeah. this could end up horrible. Uh, eggs are just flying just in a black box setting. But, um, they're sticky and slippery. Sticky too. and slippery. Yeah. <laughs> Step on an egg. <laughs> so final final question. Uh, what is what is the like this weird theater thing? Because you and your wife have the same dynamic that my wife and I have. You're both theater teachers. Mm-hmm. What is like this weird? Uh, my wife and I love to sing. Well, I say love. <laughs> I, I I enjoy. She loves. Uh, singing musical song like we'll be like the best thing that's happened to us is this summer we bought new cars I know but we'll get into that later uh, um, together and we both have free serious satellite oh, XM yeah. so now we have the Broadway station on when we have the kids in the in the car and we're singing these Broadway songs right and that's just only theater teachers are going to do that yeah. uh, you're not going to find like the football coach and his his wife who teaches math doing that maybe you will I'm stereotyping as a football coach is literally <laughs> in my audience right now uh, watching the show with his theater son. Uh, but what is something that you and Nicole do that's kind of like if people knew we did this, they would A, know we're theater teachers or B, think we're weird if they didn't know anything about theater? Um, well, we, we also we have a Spotify musical playlist that on okay. every road trip that we take, we just, you know, it's all of our duets that we sing together. <laughs> Um, do you ever do any Sonny and Cher? <laughs> no. Because <laughs> I would have to be Cher. Yeah, right. Because um, uh, that's not Sonny <laughs> and Cher, but anyway, yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. I think what's been really cool about Fort Bend is that uh, she and I both work with so many different kids across yeah. the district, and just 
uh, kids recognize us. Yeah. And I know they recognize you and Jennifer too. And that's like, that's huge for me. Yeah. Just because I'm, kids come up to me and they're like, yeah, I, t- I was with you and I did this summer camp or uh, when you came and helped my school do this and, and I, I met you then and I, and I, I try to remember everybody. Yeah. Um, but we're just kind of this kooky couple that just does weird theater so stuff So you together. say that and it made me think of something. Do you yeah. think, because, because I agree, uh, I'm, I'm well known in my district because of our Baber Awards, I think mostly, and it's summer camp too, but yeah. uh, you're well known because you get in front of the kids and teach them classes but so do a lot of female teachers. Do you think there's a little bit uh, more recognition because you are a male teacher and they don't get a lot of male acting voice teachers and coaches as much as they do with females? Is that is, is that a fair question? Is that, yeah, that, that 2019, is that a question <laughs> yeah. I can ask? Yeah, that could, uh, uh, I mean, that could make sense. I also, um, I, I like to think that... Um, when I work with, I'm, I'm a just, I'm a huge nerd. Yeah. I'm a, uh, I, I'm very you immature. Still read books. Oh yeah, I still love to read books <laughs> and play video games yeah. and and you know and I watch the I watch the cartoons that they sure. watch and the anime and stuff and yeah. so when uh, especially with my sixth graders too, like when I meet them, I'm like, oh, what what anime do y'all watch? And immediately they're like, what? You yeah. know, or I talk about video games and so I I try to bring that that side of me because I like being young and immature yeah. I'll, I'll be young and imma- I, I can be a uh, an adult but right. that energy is just fun to yeah. play. we just play yeah. it's it's not like I'm your teacher and I have to instruct you and so I just I try to be as playful as, as I can be Minor